Welcome to Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries, where we take a biblical approach to culture's difficult questions. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Unapologetic. Thanks for tuning in today. Today is our newsworthy topic of the month, and we are talking about the forgiveness of student debt. And people are wondering how in the world and why in the world would you have that conversation on this podcast? Remember, we're answering culture's difficult questions using the answers from the Bible. The Bible gives the answer for that. And I'm afraid that because it is a student loan, student debt, more of a culture within government, maybe, I don't know, kind of a question people are saying okay well how does that does the bible even have an answer for that well you might be surprised at what all the bible does have an answer for the the bible has an answer for how you should relate to your neighbor how you should relate to your spouse how you should raise your children how you should respond to governments who are both in balance with peace and that are not in balance with peace for the christian and things like this debt not just student loan debt, but debt in general. Greg, how hard is it as a United States citizen not to be in debt? That is a hard thing. <laughs> yeah, because almost impossible. It right? is almost impossible because everything costs money. <laughs> and uh money is not something everyone has. Mm, don't grow on trees, it does don't it, brother? Grow on, well it does grow it, hey, it actually yeah, is a tree. Yeah, it's a tree made yeah. out of trees, but <laughs> yeah, for the most part, uh, it costs more to live than we make. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so you're going to get in debt, uh, you know, uh, and it's you know, from, from, from things such as, as what we're talking about, student loans, but credit card debt. Uh, you know, when mortgage you, when debt. You, yeah, mortgage debt. When you buy a car, you know, you don't pay. Well, some people, some people, not me, but some <laughs> people can pay for the car all at once. But for the most part, you're getting a payment because you have a payment plan set up. You're in debt until that car is paid off. Yeah. Uh, and so debt is is more than uh, just something that that we think about when we're talking about this this topic here, student loan. Yeah. And so as as recent as last year, I was a student. I've only been out of school for a little over a year now. Um, and so as long as I've been eligible to pay on my student loans, they've been postponed. So I haven't had to pay anything. I haven't had any, you know, uh, requirements come in for me to pay student loans yet because they've been postponed because of COVID ever since I've been out of school. A question with, with that, as yeah. they're postponed, is interest piling up? No, no interest. Everything is on hold right now. So no but interest. there's only a certain time frame for that, right? Right. Well, you exceed that time frame, then interest starts piling. Yeah, well, every like six months, they've postponed the payment. And I believe that the Biden-Harris administration keeps postponing it because they've been trying to pass this thing where they can uh, do the, the student debt forgiveness. So, Greg, years ago, when we were in school, <laughs> uh, of course, we, we paid with donkeys and horses. Amen, yeah. But, Plowed somebody's but, field. <laughs> But uh, there was a thing called deferment. Mm. And so I know that there was a couple of periods throughout mine and Laurie's marriage to where we just couldn't afford it, so we had to defer our payments. And um, 
then the interest continued. That's to answer your question, I think, to Eli. Did the interest continue? We live in a different world now. Yeah. But then it did. So. Right. And so on the studentaid.gov website, uh, it says that once, um, once default payments resume, the U.S. Department of Education will provide up to $20,000 in debt cancellation to Pell Grant recipients and $10,000 uh, to those who didn't receive Pell Grants. And so that's not like everybody gets this, but it's up to depending on what you're eligible for. Um, and your income has to be less than uh, $125,000 to receive either of those debt cancellations. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I would love for my debt to be canceled personally. <laughs> I, Amen. I, I don't think anybody necessarily doesn't want their debt to be canceled, right, Greg? No, absolutely not. Uh, if somebody came to you and said, Greg Pettigrew, I'm fixing to pay off your house for you right now. I'd be like, get after it. Man. <laughs> Amen. And I, am I going to have to pay? Since you're paying my house off, am I going to have to pay you all? <laughs> and I think that's where a lot of people's thought processes are going, right? right. And so, um, I mean, so what because is Because this it? is not just like the disappearing, the disappearing act of student loan. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a reallocation of student loan. Yeah, away from the people who owe the student loan to other people who now owe student loans that they never took out. Yes, and I think there's a generation, and and it's 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 been seen through a generation who uh, is at the supermarkets picketing. You know, don't um, you know eat beef? You know, instead go to the grocery store to get your meat. Don't kill animals, but go to the grocery store to get your meat. Or, you, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. It's, it's, it's been some crazy, crazy folks out there that doesn't know where the cow meat comes from. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, get, if you go from the grocery store, it didn't come from a cow, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's already it's cut up and meat, in the package. But it's but don't. at the grocery store, so it was never a cow to begin with. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. And, and so, <laughs> so, so, I mean, the, the, the folks who say, well, if, if I have this debt, I don't want this debt. You're willing to pay off this debt. They don't connect the dots to where who's going to pay the debt off, right? right? Um, again, I don't think it's necessarily a wrong thing to say, yeah, I, won't. I mean, if somebody comes to me and says, I'm going to pay your mortgage off, then, man, praise God for you. you know. But I think it goes back to the thought of, okay, how is this going to affect in a long-term sense? Yeah, yeah. And, and as I'm thinking about it and considering it, you know, as an American, I think, how is this going to affect, you know, taxes or the economy? And then as a man, I think, well, I took out this loan. It's my responsibility to pay this loan. And so as a Christian, where should I stand when it comes to this debt cancellation? Well, I, I think first off, I, I, before we kind of answer that, I think uh, uh, I'd like to talk about the problem that student loans are causing for some people and, and mm-hmm. reasons behind that. Um, because you know, it, you think about it, you said up to $20,000 getting paid off, right? But, you know, some people have student loans that are in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, right. so $20,000, you know, it, it, I mean, it helps, but it's not really making that much of a dent in it because, you know, when you're going to major universities, it's $20,000 nearly a semester at some of these places, you know? Uh, and so, uh, what average American, uh, teenager, because that's what we're talking about for the most part is people coming out of high school, 18, 19, early 20 years old, you know, having to 
to pay that kind of money unless they have some parents who are super wealthy that can fork out that kind of cash. They have to take out loans. That's just the way it is. And and what I have, uh, you know, in, in, since this has happened, there's been a lot of people posting stuff and a lot of people talking about this stuff, you know, and I've, I've seen a lot of people that I went to school with, uh, you know, so it's been a minute ago, but are still paying on their student loans, obviously. But I was reading one the other day that was talking about her loan that she has been paying on for 10 years uh, consistently. She's not missed a payment, so she, she's actually paid 121 payments uh, in 10 years' time and actually owes more now than she did at the beginning. Uh, because what happens is these loan companies, uh, every couple of years, they sell your loan to another company. And every time they sell your loan, it changes the terms of loan. They don't, they don't, and the thing is, they don't ask you. It's not, hey, are you okay if we sell your loan? Are you cool with this, with us changing the, the, the parameters, the conditions of this agreement that we had with you? Are you okay with this? They never ask you a thing. They just inform you, hey, your loan's been sold. And so it's being done every couple of years. And every time it's sold, the interest changes. It becomes more. Uh, things are things about the the loan agreement change, and what it every time it adds more to what you owe. And so this girl that has been paying every month for ten years, and even showed the amount she's paying over a thousand dollars a month for ten years. That's you've already paid, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars right there on a hundred thousand dollar loan, and you've made no dent in it whatsoever. You actually owe more now after 10 years than you owed in the beginning. That, that's where the problem is. That's where the, the, the showing how jacked up the system is, that's where we see that. You know, that, that this, this is a, an issue. It's a serious issue because you got people who are never going to get out of debt because of this. Uh, you know, you want to help them out with ten twenty thousand dollars $20,000, you know, because of what it makes. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I was going to say because of what it makes you look like, you know, I'm, I'm getting political here. The so. votes you get yeah. from that, and that's yeah. A lot and, of and let me let me back off of that. <laughs> but th- this is a, a messed up system that needs more uh, done than just saying, "Hey, we'll help you out with twenty thousand dollars here." Because it, in in this instance, when you've got over a hundred thousand dollars, you're still looking at thirty, forty years before you're going to pay this off, and even then. Mm-hmm. Do you really get it paid off? Right. Yeah, I, and and the system is the problem. Yeah, the system's broken, man. So, yeah, yeah, and and I, I've always thought I say can't say always, but for several years now, thought that there's several different um, government enforced groups that have turned out to be a plague instead of a help. Mm-hmm. And how the educational system is funded is really, really bad. I don't know how it was for you. I think I know how it was for you, Eli, to sit down in a counselor's office in college and say, this is the courses that you need. And if we're all honest, we were all sold something that we did not need in college. Right. And and the system of you have to take this to graduate, no, that has nothing to do with my area of or my field of study but i have to take that why because it's a whole money thing right Mm -hmm. and then you sit down there and and my eyes got glazed over when i was in the counselor's office and they give me this paperwork and say sign here 
so you can have your school paid for. And it's a loan. Just know you'll have to pay this back one day. And, and it's just not a whole lot of clarity or transparency on it. And right. now we've got debt crazy-like, and who's going to be able to pay it? Well, nobody's going to be able to pay it right now because there's not many jobs out there to where you can get in the field of your education for the most part. So it, it, it is a systematic issue. We, I, I think since 2020, we've been talking about systematic issues in our nation. Right. This is one that is not going noticed. This is one flying under the radar. radar. So as a Christian, in a biblical response, how do we respond knowing that it's not as financially responsible as a nation, but I'm just a, I'm just a, a small guy in central Mississippi who's not going to make any influence on any policies in our nation in Washington, D.C., so what do I do? And, and this, is, this is kind of my approach to it, okay? Number one, um, I feel like if a person wants to take the, the, the gift of the government, they're welcome to do that, yeah. to forgive their student loan debts. But you have to be very much aware, like you said earlier, Greg, that's going to come out of something, increase of taxes or whatever. And just as well with what one generation receives as a gift, that generation later on will be expected to give a far more exceeding gift to the generations to come. And this is the way we say it. I had this when I was growing up, but I'm going to do more for my kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so if, if you grew up with, with parents who bought you a, a raggedy old piece of junk when you were 16 years old to drive around back and forth to work at, then your child's their, their anticipation is I'm going to buy something better or maybe even I'm going to be able to buy something my kid ain't going to have to work until they get out of high school. It's always that up one. It's always that increase. So for a generation who receives the gift, be thankful for the gift, but also recognize that there is a greater responsibility coming down the road for you. Yeah. And I think that's a sowing principle. I think that's a conditional principle in the Bible, right? Yeah. I was actually thinking about this. This is from Deuteronomy chapter 15. This is talking about the year of Jubilee. You know, it, it says, uh, uh, Deuteronomy 15, one at the end of every seven years, thou shalt make a release. And, this is the manner of the release. Every creditor that lendeth aught unto his neighbor shall release it. He shall not exact it of his neighbor or his brother because it is called the Lord's release. So at the end of seven years, debts are forgiven. You know, uh, so, man, this is great, right? <laughs> it's basically what we're talking about here. But there's conditions behind that. Uh, verse 4 says, save when, thou be no poor, save when there shall be no poor among you, for the Lord shall greatly bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance to possess it. And then the stipulation in verse 5, only if thou carefully hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe all these commandments which I command thee this day. So there's some stipulations behind this forgiveness of debt. And actually, as I was studying this earlier and, and uh, reading about the, the kind of the, the historical significance and, and what this was really saying back in, the, in this time was that the law after this debt is forgiven by law, uh, the creditor can't come to you and say, hey, you owe me this money. <laughs> but it was kind of a, an unspoken thing that you still would pay this back, right? Which is basically what you're talking about. You know, uh, you, you're forgiven the debt, but you understand that, that it's an unspoken thing that, hey, you're going to give back now. 
You know, that, that's kind of the, the principle behind this is that God has given you this opportunity in the Bible, this, this release of these uh, debts that you owe, but there's still some stipulations behind that, that you have to obey his commandments, follow his word, do what he's calling you to do uh, as a Christian person. Uh, and when you're doing that, uh, it's in your heart, it's in your mind that, hey, uh, you know, I've been given this, it's, it's time for me to give back. Well, every every lender at some time had to be a borrower, mm-hmm. right? Uh, not every borrower will make their way to be a lender. Um, so, and and of course, there's so many different other Bible principles. The the borrower, a slave to a lender, owe no man nothing but love. I think you had some Bible verses that you were looking at that basically say something similar to it. There's so many different proverbs that talks about be very careful before you make a commitment in taking a loan, knowing that you're responsible with paying that loan back. Um, but, you know, even even in that Deuteronomy 15 passage, Greg, to where um, every seven years, Jesus gave a parable of a man who owed a debt far greater than what he could pay and saw his lender, and the lender said, you know, I forgive you. And then he went and saw somebody that owed him a very minute amount of money, and he put his hands on his neck, and he threw him into the debtor's prison and said, you'll work there until you pay it off. Y'all remember that story Jesus gave. And so Jesus talks about this guy who is unjust and unappreciative of the forgiveness that was given to him over his debt. So the, the, the real question is going to be this, and it's, going, it's probably going to pass. And and you've got to apply for it, right, Eli? That's right. That's what you were saying earlier. You've got to apply for this. I don't think it's a sin to apply for it and get the forgiveness of the student loan, but the real telltale sign of this generation is when it comes time for them to forgive those who owe them, how's that going to look? Right. What's that going to be? Um, and, and just like Greg said earlier, we're trying not to be political about things, but... Um, how what shape will the government be financially in 20 30 50 years from now and will there be any even wealth to to be able to try to help meet meet needs from so right and i was thinking of the same story in matthew chapter 18 where jesus was talking that that man who went to the man who owed him a debt he threw him in prison uh was a poor steward of the forgiveness that he had been shown yeah, and so those of us who receive this forgiveness, this debt cancellation, uh, we need to be good stewards with the financial freedom that we now have, mm-hmm. in in a godly manner. The way the mm-hmm. Bible says to be a good steward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you do with a gift? You receive it and you appreciate it. That's right. right. Uh, this is a gift that it's really not crazy if you refuse it. Uh, it depends on what you want to do within your own realm of responsibility. Know this, that if you are a student and this is offered to you and you refuse to receive it as a gift, doesn't mean that you're going to escape the calling back for that later in life. Right. Because this is a one-movement thing with one generation that's a group. You're not going to be able to have a voice later that says, no, I'm not going to participate in that. Taxes are taxes, no matter you you like it or not, and I hate Amen. it. But right. taxes are, I'm against the 87,000 IRS guys that got hired and armed. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's another podcast for another day. <laughs> <laughs> so we appreciate you guys listening in today. Uh, if you have any questions or, or, or concerns about what we said, 
feel free to email us. Uh, our email is in the outro, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries. We hope we have answered some of culture's difficult questions using the Bible, God's Word. Please help us get the word out about this new podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to call us at 601-469-2680, or you can email us at embrace.church at yahoo.com.